You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and we've been hearing from various participants that were in Ottawa and Toronto on the recent Enterprise Ireland trade mission and the really the, the culmination of it was a, at the Irish Ambassador's residence in Ottawa and I have the honour of sitting across from the Ambassador, Ambassador Jim Kelly. Um, thanks a million for agreeing to come on and chat and welcome. Thanks very much Austin. Great to talk to you again. And indeed, uh, we, so we've seen three days of intense activity culminating here and uh, I know that there's people gone off now to follow more of the agenda. Um, you've had a busy year so far between trade missions and other things but this particular trade mission and the importance of trade missions, I, I raised it with some of the others. You as the ambassador and as the representative of, uh, of Ireland here in Canada. How important is all this for you? It's extremely important, uh, Austin. It's important for all of us in, in Team Ireland here in Canada. And I think when we spoke before, I emphasised that from my perspective, it's important that we see all that we do here in a Team Ireland way. So the embassy doesn't operate in isolation, splendid or otherwise, from IDA Ireland, from Enterprise Ireland, Tourism Ireland, Board BF, and all of those who are active in trying to promote uh, trade and economic relations between Ireland and Canada. So I very much see my role in the role of the embassy and indeed the role of the residents uh, insofar as we can, we can deploy it in, in that sense uh, to support what our colleagues are trying to do as well as the agenda that we, we deal with ourselves in the embassy. So it's been a great pleasure for me I have to say to be part of the Enterprise Ireland uh, trade mission here led by Minister Sean Kenny over the past three days in Toronto and Mississauga and uh, here now today in Ottawa and we've had a, I know you've spoken to others about the, the detail of the programme, we've had an extremely packed and productive programme and I suppose what it left me with Austin is the sense of on the one hand the great activity that is going on in a partnership way between Irish and Canadian businesses and we saw a lot of that in our company visits, our site visits over the, the recent days and it was the subject of discussion at business summits both in Toronto uh, and here in the house in, in Ottawa that we were involved in but also the potential that there is to do even more there and you know the CETA agreement which has recently, uh, recently been ratified here in Canada and will now be provisionally implemented uh, which means that most of it in reality will be implemented prior to its full ratification. That agreement, I think, can really act as a catalyst now to take Ireland-Canada trade and business investment, economic relations, to a whole new level. And you mentioned that we'd had a busy few months here. And One of the things that was an important priority for me coming in as the new ambassador, and indeed before I took up, uh, took up the role when I was preparing in Dublin, was to try to, to work on strengthening the political connections between Ireland and Canada because that's such an important facilitator of the business links as well uh, and you know we had had a, a relatively fallow period in, in recent years in terms of ministerial visits uh, from Ireland to Canada since the beginning of March we've now had five in total we had ministers Simon Coveney uh, and Owen Murphy the financial services minister here in and around the St. Patrick's Day period in Toronto uh, and in Montreal and Simon Coveney was in Ottawa then we had uh, Pat Breen, the Minister for Jobs, come to Montreal on a trade mission in early April. And then we had the Taoiseach himself here, uh, as you know, Austin, in early May in Montreal and Toronto, meeting with Prime Minister Trudeau and conducting a great deal of uh, trade business as well while he was here. And that was, you know, that's the first visit of a Taoiseach, a serving Taoiseach on a working visit to Canada in 12 years and I must admit it was something that really surprised me uh, that it had been as long as that and to Montreal I'm told for almost 60 years. Mm -hmm. So 
when you look at Canada, you know, such a compatible partner for Ireland in so many ways. Uh, English, both English speaking, uh, for Ireland as a Eurozone country within the EU single market, the European Union, what we can offer to Canada there in this turbulent time with Brexit, uh, with Brexit about to happen. There is such scope, I think, for, for even closer links. We have a wonderful historic friendship based on, on ties of kith and kin, um, but we really have, I think, looking to the future, the potential to take our economic relations to a whole new level. I often say to people that, you know, we have wonderful relations with the US and that's so important to us. Um, but there is, I think, a sense among some people in Canada that that has overshadowed the relationship with Canada. And indeed, if there was a 100-mile channel between the US and Canada, people would perhaps more easily see Canada for what it actually offers. Mm-hmm. A G7 country, the 10th largest economy in the world, uh, an easy place for Irish people to do business in so many ways. Um, a developed and a high potential market for us as well. So we've had that political engagement now. Canada is firmly on the map in terms of the political, uh, political as well as, as, as business agenda in Ireland. And we hope to see more of that, Austin, because of course it's about momentum and, you know, the Taoiseach comes here, we, we get all sorts of benefits from that in terms of networking, in terms of opportunities. And then the Taoiseach, who had a very good visit and was very happy with it, goes back and spreads the good word about that. And so we, we, we work in a kind of a virtuous circle in that sense. So we hope to have more of that. So you mentioned it's Team Ireland. And as, for very far, so. and as Team Ireland, um, oftentimes I would say people in Ireland and even people in the diaspora would not have a, a full grasp of the breadth of what the role of the embassy is and the multifaceted functions that you're fulfilling and I know that in, for you trade represents a huge component because in effect that's really the underlying issue is trade. If there isn't trade you're not going to get tourism, you're not going to exactly. get... Exactly, yeah. it's, it's, it's a generator for all of those other things as well and I suppose in fairness Austin they're interconnected because if you look at the tourism side, um, there's obviously a great leisure tourism market to Ireland and our uh, colleagues in Tourism Ireland you know, strongly promote that and we support them in doing so and take part in, and uh, assist in, in what they're trying to do there in the best way that we can in a representative sense but also those air connections are the lifeblood of business as mm-hmm. well and we've seen a huge expansion in air connections uh, between Ireland and Canada in the last five years and even just yesterday we heard that Air Canada were announcing that they would have a main line, so a full main line service mm-hmm. uh, from October between uh, Dublin and Toronto so that will provide bigger planes which again provides uh, scope for, uh, for those connections to be more fully leveraged. It's, uh, it's often said that air connectivity is the lifeblood of trade uh, in the present age and I think that's, that's true and it's something that we're seeing uh, improve here as well. Under CETA Ambassador one of the real flavours of home for the diaspora is food whether it be potatoes, whether it be Kerrygold um, whether it be Clannacilty black pudding um, will we potentially see some of these items on the shelf? Yeah I think what we will see on the food and drink side and I'm not a specialist in this but um, it is one of the, the areas that would have been trickier in the negotiations um, between Canada and the European Union because on the agricultural side there are obviously different, very different markets there in particular areas of focus for each side that they would wish to 
to an extent perhaps to protect in a negotiation context. So the dairy industry, as you know, Austin, in Canada, and indeed it's the subject of, of great discussion in the context of NAFTA as well now, uh, the supply management system, does mean that on the milk side, for example, there wouldn't be so much um, butter, there wouldn't be so much of an opening. There will be openings, though, on the cheese side, for example. So right. in terms of cheddar cheese, there will be real opportunities here. Uh, and then, you know, those sensitivities are, are two-way, and there would have been a certain sensitivity in the European market about beef, so there will be some small opening to Canadian beef, but not likely, I think, to, to be in any way invidious to, mm-hmm. to the Irish beef market. So I think we will have to wait and see. that the, the whole tariff classifications are being worked out. What I'm hearing on the food side is that somewhere like cheese, for example, offers, a, offers real potential, and then in the, the drinks and spirits side, there will be, there will be potential So we still have well. to go home for the pudding? Yeah, there's no sign of the pudding yet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, don't, uh, don't swear me to that one. I'll still be left to, to be left I see. Um, so, since you and I talked last as well, you've had a chance to get a little bit settled and get the family settled. Indeed. And you've um, been out enjoying the environment as well. You're, Abs- li- you're liking it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a runner, Austin, as, you, as I think you know. So, yeah. uh, so I actually took part in the, in the Ottawa Race Weekend last week. So that was really a great uh, charity event and a great event. There were 10,000 people out running a 10K and another 10,000 running a half marathon and then a marathon. So a chance to really get a sense of the community life here and to see the kind of the civic life in action. And that was a wonderful event. But no, we've really, I have to say, we've settled very well, Austin. I mean, it's been, as you alluded to at the start, it's been incredibly busy. Uh-huh. And that's great because that's what we're here for. Um, insofar as, as, as you, you get time to do it, we do like to go up, uh, to go up into the Gatineau Hills. Yeah. And obviously during the winter here with all the snow, it's really quite something. You know? yeah. So very, a very different landscape, of course, from Ireland. But we're enjoying it very much and our, our children have settled very well. One of them is above in Montreal on our school tour today. Right. Um, so they're coming to nearly the end of the school year and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Canada then and during the summer. I suppose as a, from a family perspective, as a transition, it's an easier transition to Canada than it would be to an awful lot of other postings. Oh, absolutely, Austin, yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, I I talked about the compatibility and familiarity in a business sense, and of course that's a very human thing. And coming here to Canada, people are so friendly. Um, It is such a livable place in so many ways for an Irish person coming here, and no surprise that we have so many Irish people here when you see that. Uh, I I, I must say it's it's been a pleasure for us and our children have settled very well into the school system. There's no major language transition issue as well, which obviously helps an mm-hmm. do. So indeed, mm-hmm. there, are, there are probably few places, I think, uh, in, certainly in my business, where one could hope to settle more easily uh, in terms of the environment you live in in Canada. Um, before we wrap up, this is also a very big year for Canada and Ireland's participation in Canada 150. And I know that some, uh, if there's some events happening where the embassy is participating in June and later on September. That's right, Austin. Yeah, so it is, as you say, it's a very big year, the 150th anniversary of Confederation, and a lot of the celebrations here in Ottawa, of course, will centre around July 1st, Canada Day. But uh, we have had two opportunities to take part, uh, you know, as Ireland, if you like, in these important celebrations. And when we looked at how we might do that, really what we wanted to do was to try to find ways to celebrate the Irish contribution to Canada's story, which is so strong, four and a half million Canadians claiming, claiming Irish heritage. And it's very well recognised and understood here that, uh, that Ireland and Irish people have played such an important role in the development of the country. So what we're doing is we're participating as Ireland in Ottawa Welcomes the World, which is uh, running all through the year, actually, and it's been organised by, uh, by the city. And the city is giving uh, countries the opportunity to have the use of the pavilion in Lansdowne Park. 
uh, and take the pavilion for a day and a chance to celebrate Canada 150 and showcase some of the best things about their country. So my friend and colleague Liz Kyo has been working very hard in chairing groups from the community, not just in Ottawa, um, but across the country. And I have to say I've been very impressed by how many people from the community from different areas in arts and culture, in music, in drama, um, in so many different areas have been willing to step forward and give their time to contribute to this. And I think it will be a great event and I'd encourage all your listeners to come out on the 16th of June uh, to the Horticultural Pavilion in Lansdowne, those who can. And it's Bloom's Day, of course, so yep. there will be a, a joyce aspect to it as well. So it will be a great day. And I think that starts around 10 a.m. and runs Yes, it starts late, around 10 a.m. and runs till late, about 10 p.m. I think yeah. in the evening as well. So, so if you can come by during the day, please do. There will be schools coming to visit the, uh, the pavilion as well, so we will have things uh, tailored, you know, events and activities tailored for, for kids too. And it will be a great family day, I think, and a great celebration of the Irish in Canada. And then the second event in August, uh, Austin, is something that I think the National Capital Commission have organised, which is to provide an exhibition space uh, for countries um, to celebrate the Canada 150. And again, Liz Kyo has been leading the work on putting together an exhibition about the Irish in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of the detail myself. The June event, of course, has kind of taken the spotlight and precedence, Indeed. but she's working away on that too with a with number of interested parties from the community here. And it'll be a chance again to have an exhibition that will showcase the story of the, the Irish diaspora in Canada. And, you know, as I've said before, Austin, when we've spoken, everywhere you go, you see street names, place names. Uh, Ireland is all around you here mm-hmm. in a very real mm-hmm. sense in terms of the history of, uh, of the city and this country. Ambassador, I've taken enough of your time. I know you have a, a heavy agenda and I want to thank you. And uh, continued success in your, in, and enjoyment in your time in Ottawa. Okay, well, thank you very much, Austin. Enjoy the conversation as always.